dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well, as am I. Looking through some stuff, doing some review reading here, and other things like that. This is probably going to be a short one today, but, well... I'll try and make up for it later. I think I've yeah, done a lot of longer ones, but we will see. I want to talk about stuff that players make. Stuff that players make in campaign. And we will talk about that after this. All right, you've got some, say you've got some rambunctious players. I never had this happen, but, you know, I like to think about a what if. Because you never know when it's gonna you're going to run into this. Uh, if you have some rambunctious players, especially of the magic user variety that tend to want to, ooh, I want a spell that does this. Ooh, I want a magic item that does that. Now, I've seen game masters put players through the ringer about this, and I don't think it's quite right. Now, all the rule sets I've seen, the additions of D&D and stuff, they usually, usually have rules for magic item creation. I don't think Rules Cyclopedia does. I think it was something they left out from the Beck Me box sets. But the point is, they usually have rules. And some some game masters follow those rules. Some game masters say, no, it's going to be this way. And some game masters go, oh, okay, fine. You spend some time on it, and so many months later, boom, there it is. So you can do it that way, too. But you should come up with some kind of rough system. You know how me, how I am. I like to throw stuff together and work on it that way. At usually at high, if I got like a week to think about it, I'll come up with something that works with the input of the player, and we can come some to come to some kind of mutual agreement on it. So there's that. But, okay, you come up with something, they spent the time to do it, they spent the money to do it, and boom, you have a new spell, a freshly minted spell, or boom, you got a new magic item. Now, one of the first things you should do before any of that is look through the books and see if there's something similar that you can adapt, because adapting is easier than coming, coming up with stuff from scratch. So I would look at the book or books because, you know, in D&D, no matter what edition, there's always a ton of supplements that come up with stuff all the time. There may be one out there, say, and you can just look at one and say, okay, it's kind of like this one, but we'll just change it to this aspect. You know, simple things. It's a wand of, say it's a wand of fireballs. Oh, you don't, oh, you do ice? Okay, ice balls. Same damage. Doesn't catch anything on fire, but it could really frost somebody. Ooh. That's a bad one. But anyway, I think you get the idea. If that doesn't the case, then it's something totally out of left field. I would say, okay, you explain exactly what you want, and we will work on a time and money budget for this. And usually by the next week, I said, okay, it's going to take you this long, going to cost you this much, you need these ingredients. That's really good for, by the way, that's really good for plot hooks. Going on an adventure to get an ingredient for a spell or magic item that somebody wants to make. Of course, the rest of the party is like, 
Well, either they're going to be blase and say, okay, or it's like, oh, I'm going to go do stuff for him. You know, you never know how they're going to react. But it is a good way to get an adventure out of it. So you do that, and then boom. Now, how does that change your world? Now, is is this going to be an ongoing thing? Is he always going to be creating this kind of stuff? Is it a one-off? Is it something where he could actually do a variations on this thing that that he's created and maybe make a, mine, a cottage industry out of it? I don't mind those. Most GMs are worried about That's why they don't want black powder. Oh, it's going to become a cottage industry. Magic's going to come, become too common. Ah, BS. So I like to I like to think about those things and I'm bring it up to the player too. You know, how is this going to change the world? You think how is this going to change the world? You tell them, well what else are you going to do with this? Anything? And there are some enterprising players out there who will take me up on that. And sometimes I don't even have to say it. They'll they'll just start doing it themselves, you know, thinking about themselves. You know, is this really going to change the balance of the world? It's like when too much gold is pumped into the economy from adventuring. Is that going to change the price structure in the economy? It's the same thing. You know, you could have consequences like, well, you made this new thing. Well, the Wizards Guild would like to talk to you about this. And you can have anything from, well, did you have a permit to do this in our area? To hey, that's really neat. Can we buy this from you or use it and whatever? And if I was a player character, I'd say, how much? And if they don't offer me any money, I'd say, okay, as long as my name is attached to it. Kind of like Big B's and and Mordenkinds and all that. So to be Joe Blow's Ice Ray or something like that. And then that'd be fair. I off, I thought of a an idea for a character who would make a cottage industry in a fantasy world of cheap magic items and scrolls for everyday use. And he even has something like for everyday use, you know, for cleaning and and doing work and stuff like that. But he also makes leveled spells up to a certain level. And I wanted to have a way the way to do it where somebody could buy a scroll with the spells on it and learn them but his name would always be attached to it and anybody who threw that spell could say oh that's joe blow's spell i know where you got that because those can be handy they don't have to be all flash somebody somebody said if you throw the spell every time the spell this little this this big this big hologram of the of the the guy who invented his face shows up for a minute when it, when the magic missile goes off or whatever but I thought that was kind of cute. I might still do that. I don't know. But think about what ma- new magic items and spells are going to do to your world. And, you know, what, what, if anything, are you prepared to do about it? And what are the players prepared to do about it? So anyway, i got to start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com or drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thank you, guys. Don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognari Podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, and Big John Allen Larges, The Red Dice Diaries, oh, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. 
questions, comments, send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.